The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Tommy Dreamer and I talk all about AEW Dynamite. Wait, you know what? No, we don't. We don't talk all about AEW Dynamite. We talk about one thing from AEW Dynamite last night, and that was MJF fire on the microphone and Tommy and I have some disputing opinions about what was said from MJF. We'll do that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. And I wonder what everybody wants to talk about. (laughs) A little Roddy Piper. I like it. I like it. That was good. But yeah, I think there is a lot to get into from a jam-packed AEW Dynamite from last night, but I think what everybody is talking about, the world of pro wrestling is talking about, is somebody that has been on this show many times, has been a topic of discussion many times, and that is MJF. Yeah, um, he was all the rave, uh, more so in a negative way than a positive way um, for the weekend. Did his match, uh, apparently left, and then he showed back up uh, Wednesday last night in a awesome, awesome atmosphere, cut a hellacious promo, and uh, we will see where it goes with MJF. It's uh, very, very interesting to uh, kind of get into, dissect my, my biggest problem with it all is where you go with it, and if it's 100% real, if it's a work, I say where you go with it as well. Yeah. It's a hard yeah. hard thing to do. Well, I think, Tommy, when you look at that, and obviously everybody's wondering if what we saw was real, what was a work. I really don't want to get into that because we're just going to react on what we actually saw and heard. And I like what you said, Tommy, about the story of MJF. And what I mean by that, is what we've seen over the last few days. You know, before Double or Nothing on Sunday, the biggest show for AEW all year, a lot of people were speculating that MJF may be a no-show. Why? Because he no-showed a meet-and-greet. And then we actually had writers and journalists talking about, well, he never got on a plane. There was no ticket. You know, he flew home. There was all this speculation. But we really didn't know 
the day of Double or Nothing on Sunday if MJF was actually going to show up in Las Vegas? Um, yeah, I have a lot of issues when you say journalists. Okay, um, fair enough. It's rumors. That's really all it is, speculated rumors. And I think a lot of times we hold rumors or when people start rumors uh, way too much and a rumor can become or valid without something called facts, truth, and all that stuff. Who? How does somebody find out that somebody got on a plane? Do they call every airline? Um, so th- there's just so many... There's rumors and speculation, and then they get fueled uh, through social media. And listen, it's so, so easy to work the world. It really and truly is. And when you buy in is one thing. And this is, I've seen people compare this to Sasha and Naomi. It's not. It's 100% not. It's an interesting thing that's going on. If this was a 100% real thing, I would straight up look at MJF if I'm the owner of a company and say, you're wrong. That's it. Because you can't say you were give, not given opportunity. Everything he said in his promo was pretty much correct, except for the money part because you signed that a long long time ago in a galaxy a, lo- a long long time ago a, a, a long long time ago in a galaxy far far away there you go thank you andre there was a tag team that main evented every ecw show and bled buckets and were a massive draw for the company And their mouthpiece was making more money than them. And they didn't bitch and they didn't moan because they signed the deal. That's it. When your time is up, whenever, and everyone talks about your contract or when it's up, cool. If you want more money, I don't know if Tony Khan is a hard negotiator. What do you have to get? More years. That's it. The sadder part, if you really want to go deeper into professional wrestling, no union, no player arbitration, that's a whole other issue that you can get into. It ain't going to change anything. It's not going to change in WWE. Don't even get it started in AEW. There's so many different things that you can talk about. You sign the deal when your contract's up or you're going into negotiations for your contract. Cool. That's when you test the free agent waters. But besides that, you sign the deal. And you were given the opportunity that you would never have gotten anywhere else. And I'm not talking about there's nothing about loyalty because there's a bunch of men and women in the back and a million men and women out there that would love the opportunity that you had. You have delivered all the time. We could take it the other step forward. How many people, and I'm talking real sports, how many people, I'll use the guy, his name is Juan Soto, plays for the Washington Nationals, won a World Series. 
They're talking about getting, he's got to get paid, all this stuff. He gets paid. He's having a really bad season this year. Do then does the owner say, well, I want my money back because you're not stepping up to the plate. Wrestling is a lot different. The biggest thing with all of this, there are little loopholes or um, uh, um, there's holes in this story. Sometimes these holes need to be filled where uh, there's parts that don't make sense, but that's also we're getting it from one side. And I don't know if we're going to get the other side unless Tony Khan is going to become an on-air character. Don't think that's best for AEW's business right now. I mean, listen, there's a lot here. And, you know, again, I I don't want to get into whether this is a work or a shoot, this is real or not. I don't want to get into that because... You know, that spoils the conversations that we're having. So we're reacting to what we saw last night and the speculation of everything going in to last night. I like what you just said, Tommy, as far as like what happened with Naomi and Sasha. Naomi and Sasha, I do believe is a little bit different here. Why? Because that wasn't over money. That was over creative. They feel that what was promised to them and the direction of what was going to happen with those tag titles kind of got pulled out from under them. They decided to go around. Whether you feel like it was right or wrong, they decided to go the route of walking. And that could come with ramifications because of their contract and the deal that they signed. With MJF, and listen, I'm going to ask. because They're no longer getting paid. They're no longer getting paid. Continue. Why? Because they voided their contract. Okay. And I'm glad that you pointed that out. I, I I actually tweeted this out during the show last night after I heard MJF. I understand some of what MJF is talking about. Tommy, you and I have talked about this before off the show. A lot of times in corporations, and I'm not saying that this is the case in AEW, but a lot of times loyalty to executives is is, is a weakness. They They find an employee that's loyal, they look at it as a weakness and not as a strength. They look at it as a way of, this is how I could take advantage of that person instead of saying, wow, this is somebody I really need to take care of. What MJF is uh, saying is essentially right. Because I've said it here on this show. Some of the biggest feuds, some of the biggest programs, some of the biggest moments in the three-year history of AEW is because of MJF. Where is Wardlow? Right at the top. Why? You know what? MJF is the reason why. The best feud so far was probably involving CM Punk. And who? MJF. Who's the biggest heel in all of pro wrestling? It's MJF. Who could code a promo right now? I think better than anybody in pro wrestling. Anybody at the age of 26. MJF. Who's been there since day one? MJF. So if he's making a certain amount of money, And again, this is just speculation. I'm just going by what he was saying in that ring last night. If he's making a certain amount of money and then you see people from another company coming in and making a lot more money than you, you are going to doubt that. You are going to say, Tommy, wow, I've been in here since day one. I helped build the foundation of this company. And oh, yeah. I have attributed to the biggest moments in this company. 
He had all these, as he even said it three times in his promo, ex-WWE wrestlers are walking in and getting and getting a house just based on reputation, not on the hard work and sweat that I have done for this company. There's a lot of truth, and I and I'm saying I can understand where he's coming from. I'm not saying, Tommy, I'm not saying he's right or wrong. All I'm saying is I understand where the words came from last night from MJF. Uh, I agree 100% with you, and I agree 100% with MJF. However, here's, you signed a deal, you would never have been given that opportunity. And guess what? You were at WWE. WWE saw nothing in you. You know what you did? You walked Samoa Joe to the ring. You were an extra. You had never been handed the microphone and gotten over the way it's the opportunity. Dave, you're talking to someone who turned down WCW three times. I turned down a standing offer from uh, WWF to leave ECW, and I didn't. At times, I've told you this. I've said this publicly. I was just like, and there. I remember the last time. The last time was so much money, more money than I would ever have made wrestling. And I got, if you go, the entire, the company won't survive. And that guilt trip was laid on me. And yes, my loyalty was used to, to my disadvantage, but at the end, I'm still here and I'm, and I outlasted so many other people. Here's the other part of it. Like with MJF, a a per. I, I'll never forget when Raven came back, when Raven came back or the Sandman. And I straight up said to my boss, who I thought was my friend, Hey, these guys left and came back and they're making more money than me. But at, I was, but if this place pops the way it's going to, and we're so, so close, you're going to be making more money than them. So it is. It's a shitty, sucky situation. But the biggest part, like my deal, I wasn't under contract. I still, because I just found it, my WWE contract when I went back for the Wyatts. I just found it. And I laugh because I saved it because my dog legit ate it. And I, it did. It was by his kennel and he ate I'm it. I'm sorry I couldn't return the contract because my dog ate it. No, because I said, and this was to my friend, Mark Carano, who I worked with in talent relations when I was there. And I said, you know, they wanted me to do certain things. I had no job title and it was for a lot of money. And they were like, oh, just sign it. And I was like, no, because there was certain, st- one was I had to get rid of House of Hardcore. And I was like, why? I'm not competition to you. And then when and then I said, "Cool, you want me to do all that? Guarantee it. Guarantee my contract." And then it was like, "Well, we can't do that. Well, then I can't commit to you if you can't commit to me." But when you sign your contract, you are cool. If I want to stay here, I know for the next one, two, three, four years, I'm guaranteed that will make me happy. I had a contract in ECW. I made it up and it was a prorated contract. 
It never was signed back by Paul Heyman, but he was paying me when we had some money. And he honored that when we had the cash to the point where then we didn't have the cash and I just took all the merchandise money. Hey, you owe me a boatload of money. This isn't the case. With MJF, he's getting paid. MJF has been getting opportunity. It's not like you're out there on the road not getting paid extra. That's how WWE pays their talent more money. The more shows you work, the more money you get paid. You get a downside. But with MJF, what are you complaining about? If I'm talking character, you're the salt of the earth. You're not. I know you're a heel, but guess what? Your character is rich. And what the hell are you doing complaining about money? If you want to be the highest paid guy, cool. You have lived up to it so far. But what if MJF got hurt tomorrow and he then has to sit on the bench and he's getting paid all this? These are all the things that you have to look at when you're an owner as opposed to just being there's two sides to it. And trust me, Tony Khan went through this. Tony Khan went through this with football players. I was Jalen Ramsey, one of the best players out there. He was bitching and moaning that the team wasn't doing the best for him. What did he do? He got traded. He just won a Super Bowl. Great for him. I was with Tony Khan when that whole deal went down. Tony Khan was like, you know what? He's a great guy. God bless him. Cool. We got a bunch of draft picks for him. God bless him. And he was was super happy for him. This is Pro Bowler Brandon Marshall with the I Am Athlete Podcast Network on Sirius XM. Touchdown, Brandon Marshall! Don't miss a new generation of sports talk. Every night with I Am Athlete tonight, we're talking sports culture, music, no filter, no limit. Catch it live every night at 7 Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. Or look for the I Am Athlete Tonight podcast every night on the SXM app. Included with all our trials and popular plans or wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. 
Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. But this is why MJF already at the age of 26 might be one of the best Mikesmen in the history of pro wrestling. And I know that sounds crazy when you think of the greatest ever on the mic. When you say the greatest ever on the mic, what are the names that you bring up? You bring up a Ric Flair. You bring up a Dusty Rhodes. You bring up a Rowdy Roddy Piper. You bring up a Jake the Snake Roberts. You may even bring up a Nick Bockwinkle who did it in a completely different way than everybody else. And I think all four of those people that I mentioned, four or five people, did it completely different. But here's why I got to bring up MJF as one of the best ever. And I'm going to bring up two of his promos that he's done in his young career, both on AEW. The first being the promo that he cut leading up to the feud with CM Punk. CM Punk, obviously one of the most adored men in all of pro wrestling, Definitely carrying the momentum of coming back in August after being gone for seven years. And what MJF did is he stepped into that ring, got booed, got a lot of, you know, hate chants, which he normally does. Believe me, I've done it too when I've seen him live and in person. And then he took down the character of MJF and he talked as the boy that grew up watching CM Punk. And he talked about the disappointment about CM Punk. Why? Because he talked about him getting bullied as a kid, him being somebody who was Jewish and being made fun of because of that. He actually saw a tear in his eye when he was talking about it. And he talked about one case in point where he was at school being bullied and he got, he came home with tears in his eyes, but then quickly had a smile on his face. Why? Because he was going to meet CM Punk that night. And then he talked about the disappointment and the tears in his eyes when CM Punk took his ball and went home. And he captivated that entire audience where they were in stunned silence. Then the guy who had just come back after being gone for seven years walked into the ring and actually was asking MJF that that was true. Is what you're saying is true? And then I heard boos and they weren't for MJF. They were for CM Punk because of the ride, the emotional ride that MJF took us on. And then I go back to what we saw last night. Once again, MJF said, I am not here as the character MJF. I am here as Max Friedman. 
and he talked honestly about what he felt he's going through as somebody who had been with this company from day one and is now not being recognized. He talked about how, hey, I got to go out there and hit grand slams every single night where everybody just gets to go out there and hit home runs. And then he talks about the disappointment about his contract where all he sees is ex-WWE talent coming in and making bank. And whether you agree with it or not, Tommy, those shut-the-fuck-up chants that started when MJF began to talk turned into cheers. At the end of that promo, because I just went back once again and watched it, you saw an arena full of people, a sold-out crowd in L.A., on their feet, cheering for MJF. Tommy, I'm not going to get into what was said. I'm not going to get into the ramifications of what was said. I think we went very deep in the last 90 minutes when talking about the promo from MJF. What I'm going to say is this. MJF is the greatest Mikesman in pro wrestling right now. There is no one that comes close to him. I'm going to tell you why. Because there is nobody that gets as real as MJF does. There, I have not seen anybody turn a crowd, not once, but twice, the way that MJF has. I, You know what? I'm going to go even deeper, Tommy. I have never seen Ric Flair, who I love and think is the greatest ever on the mic, do what MJF did. I've never seen Dusty Rhodes do what he did. I've never seen Roddy Piper do what he did. He may, at the end of the day, be one of the greatest wrestlers ever on a microphone. Ever. Okay. Thoughts? All right. And I agree. Uh, if we're, if, are we talking about mid, um, are we talking about MJF or, or his situation, all this buildup that you said, or are we talking about top heel currently? I'm talking about, forget about what was said, the verbiage of what was said. I'm just talking about turning a crowd the way that he was able to do that last night. How many times? And now we've seen it twice with two different emotions, by the way. We went from MJF getting booed out of a building to people being in complete silence just a couple of months ago in his story with CM Punk and then able to turn it to where people were booing him once again because he called the marks and said, ah, I got you. To, and within gonna... two and a half minutes, a man being booed. I'm not just saying booed. They were chanting, shut the fuck up when he started to talk to being cheered by everybody in that arena last night. How many people have been able to perform that kind of a magic the way that MJF has been able to do that? Like I said, twice in his young career. In his young career, nobody. In career, yes. Seen it happen. Seen it happen a lot. Um, I'm going to go a little bit of a history thing for you because I'm sure you appreciate it. So will the nation back in Australia. One of the biggest heels of all time, killer Carl Cox used to f- start riots, all this stuff, top heel 
to the point where they did a thing because he was leaving the territory that he had to get um, kicked out of the country. What is that called when you get kicked out of a, the country? Deported. Deported. The news, the local news followed him to get him on the plane to say, see you later. So that's how big of a deal it used to be. Yes, this is the era of kayfabe, all that stuff. Another baby face is there. And how I know all this, because I spoke to his son. And then I went and researched it and found it. Uh, another baby face is getting beat up by two people. And then to bring Carl Cox back, he said, listen, my mom is dying. And my mom said, because I've been a heel my whole life, can you for once in your life do the right thing? So if you people let me, I'm going to do the right thing. I, on, the, on the deathbed of my mother, I'm going to come back and do the right thing. Comes in, does his business, and then he turns. You know why else? His mother was dead already eight years. Moral of the story. How do you know the MJF promo that he used? He used it to bait in CM Punk. How do you know that was even real? You don't. But then it's great because then he got you. So that is one. And I'm sure it did happen. But how? But he used that for his power to bait in CM Punk. And then he kicked CM Punk in the balls to be a heel. That was a continuation story. With this... You just said something that I will have to negate you for. Go ahead. Because a great heel, and you use the pipers and the flares, <clears throat> they don't want people to cheer for them. And that's why I said at times these things are hard to do. Because if you're a heel, you want to go for heat all the time. And even if you're in a situation that you're not a going to be like we saw it live. Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat, my father, five masters, did not believe in professional wrestling. And whenever I see Ric Flair or Ricky Steamboat, I say, you made my father believe that night because he turned to his young son and said, I don't know about whatever else I saw tonight, but what those two guys did was real. But that building was on their feet standing for two great warriors because they delivered a great wrestling performance. But Flair, as much as they were cheering, they were also booing. But then they were also cheering for the baby face. When you say he's the best at it right now or all time, all time, no. One of the best, yes. Somebody who's never, I mean, he's had like a couple of handful, Paul Heyman. I literally stood in the ring, uh, watched Paul Heyman stand in the ring and say the biggest baby face in the company's history, Sabu, no showed a show. And the most beloved figure in one instant went from we love you to F Sabu in the middle of the ring. You can watch it on WWE Network. Paul Heyman can turn you in a, in a heartbeat and always could. If we're talking about great heels, and this is an entire whole argument. Miz and MJF, who's better? But then you have to think about what he's allowed to say and why Miz has 
so many handcuffs and makes you hate him on a weekly basis or Seth Rollins or even heel edge because edge will go out there and attack you. And if you took the handcuffs off those three men that I'm talking about, who, but in the WWE, you're not really allowed to get heat heat. You have to do it under ramifications and restrictions. MJF doesn't have those. He is so, so good on the mic. I would not say that I would say he's up there. That's what, that's what I, I mean. Named, I think he's the best. I think he's the best right now. And I think he's one of the best all time. Okay. Well, I just gave you three people that are currently wrestling. And then when you're also saying, well, that can turn a crowd. The, another person who doesn't get the credit, Becky Lynch, beloved, the man goes out there and gets people to turn on her now. Think of that. Yeah, not to the extent of what I'm seeing from MJF. Okay. I, listen, I'm getting what your point, but then uh, you're saying Miz, Seth Rollins, and uh, Edge? But, but, Tommy, people are calling in today. People are questioning. They don't know if what they saw in that ring last night was scripted or real. In a yes, world where... Things are so obvious in the world of pro wrestling. He has you doubting. Because I, you know why, Tommy? Because whether it was that promo he gave in that story with CM Punk or whether it was what he did last night, I think there's some truth into what he's saying. There's truth. And that's what makes him a great heel. Yes. Here's, again, where you have to worry about this. Because we're coming, going into your pay-per-view that did good business, coming out of your pay-per-view, and then coming out of an amazing television show last night. What are we all talking about? MJF, still trending. And it's more of the negative narrative than a positive But narrative. I don't think it's negative, though, Tommy, because no matter what happens in this scenario, people are going to watch. Yeah, I would be shocked if more people don't watch next week's Dynamite as opposed to what we saw last night. Because now I you have so to. You have to now. And now everybody, listen, look at our phones this morning. They're blowing up. I know I'm not taking many calls, but the phones are blowing up this morning. Hey, uh, to go back to uh, Paul's uh, thing with Kyle Murray, this is more for MJF's favor. But if I'm an owner... I say, hey, Kyle, how many Super Bowls have you won for me? And then I go to, oh, well, that guy, Patrick Mahomes, because I had to think about this when I was downstairs. He uh, won a few Super Bowls for me or one Super Bowl, and they paid him more. MJF has delivered and won Super Bowls for AEW. Hence why I say he's worthy of that. It doesn't happen in our industry, unfortunately. That's why at times player unions are better. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen and Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.